Hello again, and you're very welcome to the Women's Rugby Pod. I'm Johnny Hammond, and back with me again is Harlequin's captain and England legend, Rachel Burford. Bonjour. Bonjour. Very... Ça va? Ah, yeah. oh, ça va bien. Well, <laughs> moving on. I'm going to do the whole pod in French now. Yeah, we will do. I have actually a French teacher now, so it's coming. So, Seriously? Yeah, genuinely. Thank you. Ooh. So anyway, it's the time yeah. to, for most of us to have a breather that aren't involved in the Six Nations. There's an eight-week break now between um, now and before the league returns. So let's take stock. Yeah, that's right. So the Tyrrells has a break now as the Six Nations take central stage for the next couple of months. As ever, we'll cover all the news from club and country. The national teams now are preparing for the first round of the Six Nations game on the weekend after next and we'll continue to preview the tournament with none other than England skipper Sarah Hunter who makes her second appearance of the WRP. Yes, officially a friend of the pod now I believe. That's the terminology and from the Irish perspective we catch up with Anna Capelis. And with 12 rounds done and dusted we'll wrap up the latest news from the club game as Saracens and Quinn stay top of the pack. Yeah, looking forward to all that but first, birth eight weeks off do you just if only it was off is it pina coladas <laughs> and some beds no that kind of stuff right? no um actually on saturday i sat down with um karen friendly from harlequins um we and we basically looked and planned out what that's going to look like a little bit not all detail but just kind of the weeks in so you've still got um development tourist premier 15 games going on so teams have still got to prepare for that and if you think about it um any players not involved in six nations um, first team material Premier 15's players there's been games where the second team have been at training when they haven't got a game at the weekend helping us to best prepare for the weekend so now it's the roles are reversed so any first team players aren't playing in Six Nations they'll be training this week and trying to best provide um, the development team with the best prep that they can going into the games there'll be some other friendlies put in so that making sure that some players do say um, you know match fit because it is a long break and you don't want to go that long without having any game, especially, you know, the week after the last Six Nations game, you're straight back into it. So if players haven't played for eight weeks, which, let's be fair, most teams have a, a big chunk of players who won't be involved in Six yep. Nations, they need to stay on top of that. So it's about good planning and preparation. Then we've got a friendly against Bristol and we've got some of the army coming down and getting involved. Um, but what there'll also be... You know, we'll make sure that there's a social in there and some downtime. So maybe there'll be a week off that we do have. Maybe only one week we'll train just on Thursday. Um, you know, so a variation of things to put in place. You know, the weather's really cold and, and wet at the moment. So booking some indoor facilities to work on different skill elements. So it's a really, really good opportunity um, for players who aren't involved internationally to you know have a little bit of a mini pre-season sharpen up on lots of skills more development so it's a great window um, it's definitely not going to be time off my ears just ringing with the social aspect uh, <laughs> funny that who's the you're not invited who's the social sec well we used to have Holly Myers who was just epic um, so she, she's playing in France now. Yeah, she? she's gone off to France now. Um, another Quinn that got engaged she's this year. She's refereeing something at the weekend. And she's she? refereeing, yeah. So her partner, or fiancé, shall I say now, um, is also a referee. So she went along and I think he was running touch while she was in the middle marshalling the game. Nice. Um, but anyway, she used to be our social set because she's a bit of a party animal and knows how to, to do, run a social. Um, but Typical ref. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we've got Davina Catlin. She's um, big on the old social social scene. enjoys enjoys the old bevy or two and likes to get everybody going. So it'd be um, you know a mixture of players um, getting involved in that. Good, good, good. Well, you talk about uh, Tyrrells there, so let's let's get into uh, the the weekend's games then, should we? Let's start with your very good selves. Hundred percent record as captain. So far this season. <laughs> nice one, Johnny. <laughs> Just the light 68 uh, nil. 12 tries. Uh, five from Jess Breach. Very, very firmly popping her hand up for selection of the Six Nations. And, and four from uh, Heather Cowell as well. 
Yeah, it was it was quite a great day for the backs. Um, I think the week before when we played Gloucester Hartbury, if you asked any of the backs what they thought of the game, they probably said, well, that was a forwards game and it was really boring. So it was nice for us to be able to get the, our hands on the ball and give it to danger players like Jess Breach and Heather Cow, um, and then to, you know score 10 tries between them is just epic. Um, yeah, it wasn't... I know the result looks really big and um, obviously we were really kind of... We had a lot of things that we needed to work on from, you know, thinking of Saracens, how we finished, and also Gloucester Hartbury, and we wanted to put them into the game. So for us, that result's brilliant in terms of what's on the scoreboard, but it's more about some of the stuff that we did within that game that we were really pleased about. From that Saracens result, because they're the champions, that's your benchmark. Have have you been pleased as club captain, captain, legend, all the rest of it at the club, have you been pleased of, of of how the club, how the players, coaches, you as a group, have reacted to that Saracens defeat earlier in the season? Yeah, I think you know the club has got so many good people um, and players, management staff, and everybody um, you know is striving to be the best version of themselves and to contribute to the team. So anything like that that happens, you know. Everybody goes away and thinks about their own performance and then we will come back as a group together. And I think that's all you can ask for is that, you know, things are going to go wrong. You know, it's 80 minutes of chaos. You could best prepare and it not go right and you can you can have the worst day or, or things not going right and you come out on top. But I think ultimately it's about how you come together, how you look forward and how you don't dwell on it. And I think, you know, for us, that Saracens game was hugely disappointing. But we, we let them have that and for us we we know that there's those types of moments we can't we can't continue to do. And you know, playing against Gloucester Hartbury, we had moments of what we did against Saracens in that game, but they were moments that we made sure and and I know like it may be different against Darlington Moden Park because they're a different opposition, but you still got to execute some of the things that we wanted to work on and we did that and you know, they're things that we need to make sure we get right against the bigger teams as well. Your backline looked. Looked. I mean, only see a few of the highlights. Watch. Watch a bit of the game. Sort of, or fast forward. I, I just don't know. I just. I just thought there was a smoothness to, to Ellie Green at ten. Emily Scott at fifteen. Of, of course, with, without the Scottish contingent. And yet, uh, I, I just just thought there was a nice balance to that to that backline. Did, did you feel that out there? Yeah. Look, I think um, you know Chloe Rowley's a, a great fullback, and she's very similar to how Emily plays. And I think the difference with Emily when she plays, Emily Scott plays at 10, she's a, she wants to be a real running threat all the time. And sometimes you just need the ball to do the work in that position. And that's something I think Ellie is, is learning to do really, really well. She just allows the ball to move. Um, you know, myself, Ellie, and probably um, Caddy, who's at 13 for us, we're probably not the most um, dominant running threats, but we're good at distributing and we've got the most amazing weapons outside us. So just to allow us to move that and shift that ball to that outside channel, allow Scotty to have more time and um, so with the ball and more space so then she can do what she tries to do sometimes at 10 um, and then that just opens up our back, our back three even more so because she's, you know, and I think... She's got a lot more um, experience playing fullback, um, and being a ten, you've got to be a massive talker. You've got to be making decisions on the on the go. You've got to be reading the play, um, and that's something that she takes directly from playing at ten into fullback, which then can open up, you know, the likes of Jess and Breacher and Heather Cow. The game up north, uh, up in Liverpool, up in the Wirral, uh, Furwood Waterloo. Fur, yeah. Furwood Waterloo. Uh, we talked to uh, uh, to Sarah Hunter about this game a little bit later on, but uh, five points to seventy three, Lightning came through, but went down five nil. Beginning of the game, I know. Uh, twelve tries. Emily Scarrett, Sarah Hunter, bagging braces. Yeah, like I think you know, good for what, England. Yeah, really good, and I think you know every player that is looking to be involved in Six Nations would have wanted to play well this weekend yeah. and get themselves into a position to be recognised and noticed sorry um, but I think we we called this last week it was always going to be lightning that we're going to take that game um, it is difficult it's a way it's a long drive it is normally cold and windy up there um, so that 5-0 um, at the start was probably a bit of a shock to them probably didn't um, come out the blocks like they normally do because um, Normally, lightning start really well, but it's probably partly to the journey all the way up there. It's just it does take it out of you. Not quite so far for them. How long does it take them? At least four hours. 
Loughborough? Loughborough to Liverpool? Yeah. No. No? Okay, I'm just imagining. Did you major in geography, did you? No, I got kicked out. Understood. <laughs> That's a true story. <laughs> All of a sudden, a, a whole load of things have become really clear. <laughs> Let's move on. Down the country, down the M5, I suggest, to, uh, to Worcester. Uh, I think fair to say, the ever-improving Worcester. 26-48, uh, the champions came through Saracens. But a losing bonus point, oh no, a, a try scoring bonus point for, for Worcester. Uh, but 11th win on a spin for Saracens. It was a bonkers game. Yeah, I think um, it's well worth talking about this game because we talk about how good um, Saracens are when they're up against it. And they again showed it this weekend where they'd used all of their substitution. Um, and I spoke to Poppy Clear on the week and she said that um, there were some parts of the pitch that just the sun didn't get to, so it was quite icy. And she basically said that the gods were looking down on her because she felt like everybody was kind of going down with getting an injury. Um, and that unfortunately, they did lose Rosie Gallagher, who um, is a key. Uh, and she's only just come back as well. Um, she's been in hospital recently. Um, and she's just come back. And this, I think, is her second game back. So it's really sad to see her go off. And Meningitis or something, isn't Yeah, it? yeah. She was over Christmas. Just yeah. before Christmas, um, she was in hospital with that. Um, Highly rated player as well in the second row. Yeah, she is. And, you know, she's one of those players also who's kind of on the cusp of yeah. international. Agreed. Um, she got, obviously got a cap last season as well. Um, and she's suddenly got this new drive. But anyway, look... Um, Unfortunately, she got taken off the pitch, uh, which looks like a suspect broken leg, um, which means that she won't be playing the rest of the season. Um, but also um, Mackenzie um, Carsten, the front rower, who is up for try of the week, I believe, um, also got stretched off with suspected broken leg as well. Um, and also one of their other back rowers got taken off as well. So <laughs> they've used all their subs, they're down to 13 players. So you talk about a team that, constantly shows resilience well they did it again that weekend but you can't ignore um Worcester in all of this you know dying moments getting a bonus um try and also you look at their last result where they lost to Saracens 55-3 you know and this isn't just about this not just about this weekend it's more you know week every week you're seeing Worcester be able to retain the ball do something with it and score tries now, which is something that they were not doing at all. So really, really pleased to see that again they're on the up, but um, the ever so strong Saracens are still still putting the shift in. Yeah, and uh, a couple of tries there for Hannah Bottom and Poppy Cleal, uh, both obviously involved for England. You suspect in the opening game against France, Wasps thirty four, Bristol twenty. Hell of a game this. Some great tries in there. Uh, much much better from Bristol. Uh, Sarah Byrne with a score there was quality uh, despite being out there Irish contingent Spanish contingent as well Rico in the front row uh, but I do like their front row Muir West uh, Crips they do get themselves around the park and, and do all their nuts and bolts work, work as well another Red Rose Abby Dow on the score sheet as well but uh, good performance from Wasps yeah, and it probably you know relates to last weekend when they played Darlington Modern Sharks, and when I remember I spoke to Giselle, and she said it's the best that they've played, um, and so they're probably building on that momentum. Also, uh, and you can't ignore it, Hallett Millen Mills, who you know is getting more and more game time under her belt. Same as Claudia, who are two really big key cogs for Claudia them. McDonald, yeah, eight, eight and nine, yeah, yeah, eight and nine playing for for Wasps. Um, and, you know, I know that Harriet's been involved in international camp as well. So it's great to see that she, they're knocking on her door again because she's such a phenomenal oh, player. player. She's had a real rough time of injury, uh, you know, double ACL. And to, to mentally come back from that has just been unbelievable. So I'm really, really pleased with her. But this was the game that we couldn't really call, could we? We were a bit unsure. Obviously, Bristol started the season well, came out well for a good win against Waterloo. And we thought maybe something was changing in in that with Amber Reid back as well. Um, but yeah, I think that would be very much to, to the confidence and the momentum that they're building on from the last weekend. Yeah, and, it, and let's be honest, they needed to, to, to keep in contact with that top four because they're, they're in fifth, they're there, thereabouts. Uh, the other team, obviously, they're, they're battling with fourth place. Uh, Gloucester Hartbreed were away at Richmond. Came through 20-0. Great first half uh, from from O'Hunt's side. Uh, got the bonus point in the bag with tries from from uh, Captain Natasha Hunt and, and Kelly Smith. No points at all in the second 40. Yeah, do you know what? I'm really surprised at this result. 
having played them the other week and how strong we felt the force of them, I'm surprised they weren't able to to be stronger against Richmond with the the results that have been going Richmond's way so far. I expected to to see that score line a lot higher. I don't know if there was lots of potential changes in second half, which then um, you know lifted Richmond. Richmond said two new Polish girls come in this week. Um, that's the language I can speak, so. Perfect. <laughs> um, so maybe that was... And I'll quite... just bring you some latest transfer news. Uh, Rachel Burford <laughs> is moving across the A316. I'm joking, Gary. Yeah. Dan, friendly, stop. Get me shot. Um, so yeah, but, you know, secure the win um, and bonus point in the bag. You know, sometimes that's just enough. It might be in an ugly second half performance, but they've gone away with what they wanted to get. Possibly look back. One of those days, needed five points, got five points, move on. Away yeah, we go. everyone goes has those days. Uh, so, Quinns yourselves lead the way of 57 points. Saracens on 54, but with that game in hand. Shh, shh, shh. Don't need to mention that. They do have a game in hand, <laughs> uh, which, of course, will take two points above you should they win. Uh, that rearranged game because of the postponement, wasn't it? The Christmas fixture against Richmond. 15th of Feb for your diaries. Lightning on 43 and 3rd. Gloucester down. On 39, then come was 36, make up that top six is DMP on 24, but Bristol 23 points, so there or thereabouts. Then there's a big, big old jump to Worcester on 16, Richmond on six, having only played 11, and Waterloo on five match points. So Lou was around the uh, the Tills Premier, which of course takes that, that big gap now for the Six Nations. A bit of international news over the weekend as, as some of those teams do prepare for the Six Nations. Scotland played at the weekend against a Spanish side who they of late have struggled against. Certainly ugh, memory serves me right, they lost to them last January. Uh but this is a full strength Spanish side. Uh really impressive six try victory in eleven points. To 36 down in Almeria. Do you know it with your geography knowledge? It's in Spain, right? Very good. Uh, Debbie Thompson, Molly Wright and Leah Bartlett uh, scored. Hannah Smith got a couple. Uh, Rona Lloyd, who's in our team of the year, scored as well. Uh, we've got Philip Doyle, Goose as he is known, on the pod next week. That's a real shot in the arm for Scotland. Yeah, it is. And I think, you know, we spoke back about their autumn season when they went off to South Africa. You know, they were finding things, they were working, you know, new players, new combinations. Um, but this is massive for them to, to convincingly beat Spain, who you said it was a full, um, full, fully loaded side. It's huge for what's coming up. Um, you know, with the international they've got up first against Ireland and we can, you know, Six Nations is is massive. But for these two teams, it is all about qualifications. Now they're going to be going into that game full head steam and full of confidence from playing it this weekend. So it's going to be an absolute cracker, that opening game. Yeah, qualifications for the next World Cup. It looks like it's probably going to be between Ireland and Scotland. Ireland were in action themselves over the weekend at a training camp and they played a warm-up game as they quite often do against Wales ahead of the Six Nations. The women in green came out on top 22 points to 12 with tries from Doyle, O'Connor, Considine, McMullen, uh, the Wasp player uh, and we'll get Anna Kaplis's, uh take on all of that later but that's a, that's a good, good result for, for Ireland who Let's be honest, it's been a, a rocky ship over the last few years. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, you would know, Mr Stato. Didn't they play Wales in a friendly not so long ago and lost to them? In the autumn? Yeah. They did. So so I think the turnaround in from from a very short period to turn that around to... Uh, 22-12 is, is a decent scoreline. And I think, you know, we just spoke there about Scotland... This is going to be exactly the same motivation um, for Ireland going into that Scottish game, full of confidence. They've got new players as well in their team. They've managed to bled them out. Um, so it's going to be absolute hammer and tong that game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another Wales team, the Welsh deaf team, were in action. Uh, the first international game against England in the Northern Hemisphere. We mentioned that last week. Uh, and Wales beat England 17 points to 10. Darn. There's one other bit of news uh, I must let you know about. 
Sarah Abdullah Baki made history by being the first Syrian female to officiate a domestic game in Syria. Impressive. Well done, her. Yeah. I love sharing these little stories. So I it, think I you're think, on, mate. Yeah, they are. And I think, you know, the more we hear about them, the more we can we can share the love. And yeah, there's a lot of love going out to uh, an 11s player, Sophie... I don't know her surname actually at the moment. Uh, we invited her to come on the pod. Uh, it's, a, it's an open invitation whenever she can make it, if she fancies coming and tell us why she, she loves loves a great game. What uh, what rubber club was she from? Uh, Lowestoft, wasn't it? Lowestoft and Yarmouth, yeah. And Yarmouth, um, yeah. So yes, open invitation for you, Sophie. Uh, come and tell your story and ignore what those people are saying and you playing rugby. Yeah, you only have to look at the, the lady sat opposite me. And there's a um, what there's, inspiration people can be. There's a hashtag going around being... That's hashtag be more Sophie. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, Sophie's actually being bullied at school for, for playing rugby because she's a girl. Um, so where you can or where you see this picture of the young young girl, um, give her some support um, and show her that it doesn't matter that you're a girl and that you're playing rugby. Um, you can be anything you want to be. I'm Mohan and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. Okay, to our first guest this week. In fact, she's the perfect guest to get us in the mood for the Six Nations ahead of the team's trip to France next week. It's a warm welcome to the WRP, to England captain Sarah Hunter. Hello, Sunta. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for having me back on. Well, no friend of the pod. We can officially call you now, can't we? You can now that I know how to, to follow you on uh, on social media. Yeah, I, I, well, I'm glad you brought that up because she didn't follow us till yesterday. Yeah, but she doesn't know. She doesn't get social media. No, we're, I, we're lucky that she can hit the like or anything. Right. Well, 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 thank you very much for the follow. Anyway, um, so to, if we can just just touch back at the last weekend, Loughborough. Um, how worried were you when you went you went five nil down, didn't you? Yeah, we did. Um, we didn't uh, get off to the to the best of the starts. I mean, Waterloo haven't had uh, probably the results they would have wanted um, all season, but going to Waterloo is actually a, a really difficult proposition. They sort of come out and try and get on top of you, and fair play to, to them. They'd done their homework on us and how we wanted to play, and we probably didn't respect that enough. And, uh, and yeah, they... Uh, they took the lead um, pretty early on, so uh, we had to put our thinking caps on and uh, get back to how we wanted to play and um, just work our way into it. And then uh, we, we came away with a pretty comprehensive win. Yeah, I mean, then, then there were 73 unanswered points, so I would say that was fairly comprehensive. Um, yes. How, how are you finding the playing and coaching, that role? Yeah, it's it's a lot easier now than it was probably two seasons ago when I when I first started. Um, I've sort of learned to balance that a bit around when I'm a player, when I'm a coach, and uh, I think I've probably got it, like I say, better than I did have. And we've also brought in more um, coaching support for for match day and for Thursdays when actually that's a really important time for, for me to be a player. Um, so Steve Halsey, uh, the England under-20s coach, is, is, um, has come in since the start of the season and he sort of um, helps me out and supports me with, with the role um, for looking after our forward. So it seems to seems to be working quite well um, so far this season. Good. I mean, I've got lots more to, to, to ask about that, but, but, but we won't because I know you're, you're off to a line-out session with Richard Blaze and uh, you daren't be late. Especially yeah, no, as captain, my I might, captain. I might not make it till next week if, uh, if I'm late for that session. Well, I mean, who knows? You might not get selected anyway. Do you want to tell everybody about that time in New Zealand when you missed something? Uh, yeah, um, I still have nightmares about the time that um, me and Abby Scott um, didn't make breakfast, didn't make a prehab or prep um, session for uh, forwards on match day and we had a rather rude awakening from uh, Fergie, Matt Ferguson, our, our coach at, at the time who um, I'm not sure I thought was going to play another game for England at that moment but um, I kind, kind of laugh about it now. <laughs> you can't just... Well, how, how is camp? Um, have you got a new roommate? Because you normally room, as you said there, with, with Abby Scott, don't you? 
Yeah, um, so Scott is normally in my, my roommate. She's just going through some rehab stuff um, at the minute. Um, so I have actually, I don't know whether it's a promotion or a demotion, so I haven't actually got a roommate um, for, for, for this camp. So um, I'll probably be knocking on um, a few people's doors to, to go and uh, make some, some company with uh, so I don't feel um, by myself and make sure that I'm not late to any meetings or any um, sessions or don't forget to get up. Was it just the fact that Abby Scott's earplugs wouldn't fit anyone else? <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> oh, well, Captain has, uh, has, has our own room. Um, anything new in camp? Um, obviously, you know, core of that squad is, is a squad that's been together for a while now. Um, it, it, things changed up at, at all at Simon Middleton and are the guys trying to do some slightly different things or is it all, all fairly standard stuff? No, so obviously you, you're right, we, we've got um, we've got a, a regular sort of core squad that we've had for um, sort of the last 18 months a, f- a few new faces um, but the, the, the coaching staff as a whole like as in Simon Scott and, and Blaze are all trying to, to keep things fresh and keep looking about how we how we move on so we've uh, we've had to to learn some new stuff coming into to camp in january um and just tweak a few few things so we're still we're still very much learning um and trying to improve as we, as we go along so um it doesn't it's not stale we're, we're doing new ways of doing things in the session as well to, to say like keep it fresh keep it interesting um so actually we can we can really go into to the Six Nations um, with with confidence and with with that sort of excitement of, of what's about to come. And obviously, you've got the opportunity because because you are full time and you get to have that time together to to have new things coming in and to try and work on new plays. And you know, it'd be great to see some new things this um, Six Nations. But do you think that adds pressure to you guys? You know, knowing that the other teams in the Six Nations aren't full time, you're the full time professional team only. Do you think, does that bring um, more pressure, or is that kind of expectation already on you guys? I think I think it's already honest. I think the the pressure probably comes from externally, like from other people who like expect us to to be better than everyone else and to, and to be fitter and to be stronger and to be more accurate and to probably play this this game that doesn't exist. And we see it in the men's game that even though they're professional, they 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 still lose games. They still like have errors in the games that they, they still don't have the perfect performance and I think because we're the only full-time women's team I think people think we should have this like perfect 80 minute of the game which which just doesn't exist and I think we're very realistic about about that um, and I think that the expectation comes from within ourselves about how good we want to be regardless of where whether we're professional or not so um we, we're certainly going into the six nations with high expectations of ourselves not just necessarily about the outcome of what might happen in in eight nine weeks time but um but more about how we want to play, and I think especially now that we're eighteen months out from a from a World Cup, we we have to be we have to be finding out just about exactly how our game is, and finding out like the bits now that are going to make the difference in in twenty twenty one, and it it might not be, and it certainly isn't about being perfect right now. It's about ensuring that what we do now is we learn from and either change it to make us better or keep perfecting it so actually we don't waste this this next block of time um as we build towards 21 have i got time for one more question yeah go for it <laughs> good great well you say, say going into the six nations there could, could it be a tougher start not only france away first up um but then a second game away from home as well scotland a vastly improving scotland oh yeah absolutely i think um it, it possibly is one of the toughest starts to, to Six Nations. I can't remember going um, away back to back in our first two games, let alone start with with France. And everyone will, will be talking about that that game. And we've obviously had great success over over the last year against them. But you can never like write off the French, especially knowing 
that and knowing them and how they come back and what motivates them to, to play. So um, we're in for a huge challenge um, when we go down to Poe in, in a week or so's time. Um, and then, like I say, we're, we're off again to, to Scotland. So we've got to get these first two weeks right of, of the Six Nations. And um, we're certainly working hard for it, that's for sure. Great stuff, Sunda. Thank you very much. Just, just, just finally, who scared you the best so far in camp? Because you're a big scaredy uh, cat, we know that people yeah, like to jump out and I, shock I jumped, you. I think people, I think people are going easy on me now that I'm, I'm getting old. They don't know the consequences if they scare me too much. What might happen? <laughs> Brilliant, Sunda. Thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Go and enjoy the line out session. Thanks so much for your time, as ever. Brilliant. Thank you for having me on. Go well. I'm Jill Burns, and you're listening to the wonderful Women's Rugby Pod. Lovely, as ever, to hear from the Red Roses captain, Sarah Hunter. She just speaks with such clarity, with such passion and such humility. She's just a joy to speak to. Uh, she really is. Anyway, off the back of that, here's a bit of fun for you, Berth. Inverted commas. <laughs> and I just spent my winter nights. Uh, let's have your 15. Not who you think Simon Middleton would choose. Oh, okay. So, but your 15. Ooh. You thrown me there because I thought we were going to go. What's all right? We'll go with Simon Middleton's team then. Well, why don't you do both side to side? Okay, right. Um, I don't sound too up for it. No, I am. I like to think <laughs> these things through. But okay, what I think they'll let's go start for. With 15. Back, let's start with back line. So I think they'll go Mo at nine, Katie at ten. I think they'll go Mo Hunt, Katie Daly McLean. Sorry, yes, full names. Um... I think they will go Lydia Thompson on one wing. Yes. I think they will go with... Well, this is a tricky one. Isn't it? Who's mm. that back three conundrum? So, what, you going to be no, thinking... No, that's not tricky. I was thinking who 12's going to be out of Zoe and Amber. Right. Hmm. You've got 11, 12, mm. right? Fine. Never has a team I... ever been done 9 to 15 and then 1 to 8, but... You are you plough your what? own turf. You I went nine, on. ten, eleven. Now I'm going twelve. You go fifteen to nine, one to eight. Well, that's your not way. Not, do you want to do it? I could easily do it. <laughs> who's All right, I'm going to say Harrison Skaz, um, and Zoe Harrison at twelve. Yes, Emily Skaz at thirteen, um, and then Abby Dow on the other wing, and Sarah McKenna at fullback. That's who you think Simon Middleton will pick. Yep. If and you, I don't if think you, that's... If you were picking in a team, what differences would you make to that back line? Um, I think Leanne's been... I think you're right with who Simon Hilton will pick. <coughs> Thank you. Um, I think Leanne's been on form. She's she's had a bit of a, a break, though, because she's been ill and things like that, so... You're a waiter for arts. Mohunt's an Olympian. She's a world <laughs> Yeah, winner. I mean, both of them could do the job. Do you know what I mean? 100%. It's, um, it's the most contestable position for me. Yeah, um, you know, I, would they take a risk and play Zoe at ten? No. Would I like to see that in that sort of environment? Yes. Um, I'd love to see Jess Breach play against them and start. So how about a Jess Breach, Lydia Thompson on the flanks with Abby Dow at fifteen? She'd be playing. They're a bit of wasps. I think that's quite like. To be fair, Abby Dow, she is a great player, really good at fullback, good kicker, and she's actually a very good communicator. But you kind of need someone really, really solid in that backfield. And Sarah kind of gives you that. All I just think is get your get your most explosive players yeah. on the field. Abby Dow's in form. Jess Brick, she scored five tries the weekend. She's in form. Lydia Thompson, that tries, she scored against Harlequins. Uh, yeah. And Richmond, outstanding finisher. I would hundred percent have Abby Dow just because how aggressive she is. Whether you put her fullback or on the wing. Um, okay, good. So we're now clear there. Uh, one to <laughs> one to eight. <laughs> this is meant to be a quick round. One to eight. Simon Middleton is going to pick who at one? Cornbra. Vicky Cornbra, correct. Yep. Amy Cocaine. Correct. Sarah Byrne. Agreed. Zoe Allcroft. Yes. Poppy Clear. With no Abby Scott, there's a line up in there. Yeah, yeah, we've lost. And also Rosie, because I think she would have been potentially involved. I agree. Um, Sarah Beckett at six. My... So who was the other second row? Zoe Allcroft and Poppy Clear. Poppy Clear, yeah. 
Um, Sarah Beckett at six, Marley Packer at seven, and Sarah Hunter at eight. You hope Marley Packer's okay. She went off the weekend, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah Hunter at eight. So if you were choosing it... Ooh. Everybody fit? No, 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 it's not opening up even more. No, no, no. Um, do you know who I'd love to see get a shot? Shauna Brown. To get a start against France. Three um, or six? Three. Do you know what? If Packers are not okay, you might see Shauna in the back row. Who would play seven? Beckett. Or... Or maybe Hunter to second row. And then Poppy to six. Beckett to eight. No. Still got no seven. Yeah, I, know. I don't even know why I decided to move Poppy in centre. Um, I'd probably put Beckett as a seven. There's less to think about as a six. They don't have to do as much. Good. So your <laughs> team would be Cormorick, Cocaine, Burn, Allcroft, Cleal, uh, Beckett, Packer, Hunter, Hunt, Daly McLean, uh, Thompson left or right, Dow, Har- Zoe Harrison, uh, Emily Scott, Lydia Thompson, and Sarah McKenna. That's it. I do want to see Harriet Miller Mills involved in the six sessions. Oh. Why have we not thought of that? I was, yeah, she'll oh. be involved. 100%. Yeah. This she'll be involved against France. Yeah, potentially, because she comes second row. Agreed. Oh, so, ooh. See, that's where she was playing before she got injured in the second row. Because Poppy Clear was coming yeah. through, but Harry Miller Mills has got the full lot. She's got, she, yeah, top draw, and she's got every every skill she in the world. Played work. well at the weekend as well. Yeah. She stayed fit. Good. What lovely decisions for <laughs> Scott Beeman, Richard Blaze, and Simon Middleton. I'm Simon Middleton, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. Okay, while England heads to Poe and Wales take on Italy at the Arms Park, Ireland welcomes Scotland to Donnybrook in Dublin in one week's time. To assess the state of play, I'm delighted to say Irish flanker Anna Capeless is on the line. Anna, first of all, as you've just said to us just off air there, uh, I've been pronouncing your name wrong um, and I hugely apologise for that. You are a superhero with no cape. That's right. Yeah, not to worry. It's a it's a it's a common error. Like um, when I played um, first in the UK a few years ago, a lot of people were saying Caprice, and after a while, I just stopped correcting them. So it's more like a nickname, Caprice. Um, so yeah, capeless. I'm this, I tell the kids that I teach that I'm a superhero, but I don't wear a cape. So <laughs> capeless is a good way of, of of remembering to pronounce it. Yeah, but that's how we pronounce it in in Cork in the south of Ireland. So yeah, absolutely. Well, well, yeah. Again, huge apologies. Uh, for that, um, Anna, your f- first season in Guildford slash Twickenham um, in the quarters of, of Harlequin. If we can just touch on that momentarily uh, and the club itself. It's been really great um, so far. Um, I've really enjoyed the player environment. Um, just having a lot of girls around that are really driven to succeed in their own kind of rugby goals and as well to kind of, um, you know, like we keep saying, smash the ceiling and, and, and do the right thing for women's rugby. And I've really loved that environment probably more than, than anything else. Um, so, yeah, it's it's been a really enjoyable um, uh, first half of the season. And um, I've played in the UK before, so I kind of know how it runs and like to see how the premiership has evolved and how Tyrrells have, you know, really driven it forward and the media coverage and, and, and things like that has been just, really eye-opening it makes it really easy for my family and stuff to follow from home like there's a, a live stream most weekends that they can watch and there's always you know little bits of, of of media coverage constantly coming out throughout the weeks um so everyone knows when there's big games and getting good um feedback after the, those games as well and interviews and getting to know other team members and other teammates as well like I'm sure my family could name most of the team at this stage whereas before that wouldn't have been possible so it's been a really exciting year and I've, I've loved it so far yeah it's been brilliant so you you're Richmond before weren't you yes that's right yeah, yeah. so in terms of the standard of play uh, how many notches has, has that gone up you're talking about the, the, the off-field stuff the the media attention whatever you in terms of 
uh, whistle to whistle, the sta- the standards improved exponentially by by what? I think the, the, like the standard of play, like across the, the the league as a whole, has really jumped. And when I was in Richmond um, before, and not just last season, but um, a, a few seasons previously, we didn't have as much time for skills, gym, um, IDP stuff, which there's just a massive focus on now for us in Harlequins and for, for all the other clubs as well. You know, that's 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 part of the, the league now. You have to have all these um, different aspects to your game and to, to your club and to your training. So it's just, it's it's improved tenfold and that's not, you know, um, that's, that's over time. That's happened over time. So like a lot of the clubs are putting in just masses of work. So if you're not... Um, if you're not willing to do that, you're going to fall behind really quickly. So, all the clubs you can see it when you talk to, like when I go home and I speak to the other the Irish girls and the other girls who are based here in the UK, they've all got different training schedules, and it's just ramped up so massively that then it means that on the pitch the games are just so entertaining and just fantastic skill level and and consistent skill level and more so across um, more of the teams um, more so than ever before so yeah it's been great to be part of this like I'm probably nearing the end of my career soon enough in the next couple of years so um, to kind of catch this now while it's lighting up has just has been really great for me I mean, I, I know you weren't playing the weekend because you're obviously with Ireland and we'll, we'll move on to that in a sec. But apparently Quinn's um, had quite a... They were scraping the barrel last week, so asked Berth to to, ta- to captain the side. Um, well, <laughs> what, what does Berth bring to to the leadership group, Anna? Um, it's been great to play with Berth. Um, she's just so calm and, like, just really knowledgeable and just really skillful at the same time. So... Um, it's been really great to play alongside her and just see, yeah, just 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 what she can bring week in week out. And like I say, calm. I really respond well to that kind of calm um, nature on the pitch, and then just pulling these incredible skills out of the bag, um, which seems so effortless to her. So um, yeah, it's been really nice to have Barf as a teammate, and um, yeah, I've been really enjoying it. Oh, thanks, Anna. I didn't even tear up for that. Mm-hmm. No, well, she's, got, she's, got, she's got really, really red here, Anna. So that's that's perfect. Um, look, let's let's stop. No, I mean everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's been great. Um, we'll, we'll move on if if we can to to Ireland. You were in uh, in training camp for for the weekend, in which you had a a sort of training friendly inverted commas game against Wales. Just just talk us through the weekend. How was it? Uh, how was the game? How do you find those kind of those situations? Yeah, um, it was a really nice weekend. Um, the warm-up games can be tough, especially, you know, we, we always have our warm-up game versus Wales, so it's hard because you've got to try to replicate as much as what you're going to try to do in the Six Nations and also hold your cards close to your chest. So it's kind of hard to get that balance right, but um, I'm hoping we did it the weekend. It was really enjoyable. We scored some really nicely worked tries, um, some good like newer players coming in there that are yet to receive their first cap so that's pretty exciting for us and you can see that in Wales as well a lot of new younger girls so that's exciting for them too it was a really nice day as well it was literally perfect day for rugby um the sun shining um in the Vale um where we trained and played and yeah it's really nice I love Cardiff so (laughs) I'm always happy to go to Cardiff and Anna, you said there's some. You've got some new girls in your team, some younger, fresh faces. Did any of them stand out to you this weekend? Um, I'm so excited to see um, Daro play. That's Dorothy Wall. She's um, coming in uh, as a back row. Um, she's been in the sevens program. Uh, she's from Tipperary, uh, so another monster girl like myself. But um, God, it's really exciting to see her and, and a few others as well. But she really stood out to me. Um, she's just so fearless um, and just, yeah, really, really exciting to see her kind of come into her own. And she has, she's yet to be capped. So I'm just, yeah, I'm excited to see what journey she, she can she can go on with, with 15s and hopefully jump into an Irish 15s jersey soon enough. Um, so, yeah, she's, she's going to be one to watch for sure. So you, are you acting as a bit of a mentor to her then, being in that back row position with all your experience and, you know, obviously coming overseas and sharing that with her? Definitely. And um, like 
all the other back rows as well. Like she's she's a really lovely player to play with and so receptive to the things that you're coaching her and stuff like that. So actually each of the back row has been a mentor to her um in, in different ways. Um so yeah, that's been really exciting. Like in, in, in Ireland a lot of our younger players go into the sevens set up so you know when they're spotted at club they get an opportunity to go into seven so it's really nice to have um Darrow kind of uh, in the 15 squad as well um so that's that's really exciting for us to have newer newer players coming through you know to, to push the standards and to push the older players and the more experienced players like we definitely need that in Ireland so yeah I'm excited for her and, and the other new caps as well. In recent years you know things haven't been going quite well or as, lo- as much as you'd want it to go in Ireland. Does, does something feel different, this Six Nations, and, and this year with what you've got coming up at the end of the season with the qualifiers for World Cup? Is there is there a different feel amongst the squad? Yeah, I think there is. Um, and I think a lot of that does come from, number one, those, those, those newer players coming in, and, and number two, everyone really being aware of what's at stake here. It's such a massive year for us. Um, I... I find that this kind of this time of year is always really exciting, and obviously, yeah, you've seen for us like the kind of wheels have come off the the cart, so to speak, like with with our results then throughout the Six Nations. So, you know, we have to just keep that optimism, learn from our mistakes, and you know, we all knew it wasn't going to happen overnight. So, we're happy to take those wins and those losses as long as it will make us a better team, and that we eventually qualify for that World Cup in, in September, which is so important to us um, personally and for rugby in Ireland. It's it's um, such a such a massive thing for us to to, to be in this qualifying um, tournament. So everything is building towards that. So as long as we get the results when they really matter, um, you know, that's 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 gonna count. And, I mean, you've got the opening opportunity when you're going to be playing against Scotland, which, let's be fair, it's going to come down to um, you two come the qualifier. I mean, how much preparation and thought is going into that game, you know, not even looking past Six Nations? You know, because that's going to be massive. Whoever kind of comes out on top in that game, it's going to be a huge mental boost as well as, you know, just having that the win under your belt. First game for us, um, first game... um, in, in Donnybrook this season so it'll, it'll be at home as well Scotland coming over we had a really successful trip there last year um, so and also of course um, you know Scotland have a new coach in the form of Philip Doyle who is the old Irish coach yeah. and that'll be interesting for him and it'll mean an awful lot to him to come to come over to Donnybrook you know and try to, to rattle um, his, his old team so yeah it's massive but you know for us all the preparation has been about us, you know, we're not too focused on who's coming up, like, I mean, in the Six Nations, it's the same teams every year, just in different order and and in a different place, so at this time of year, you're really focusing on yourself, and as we, um, you know, build into this last camp is when we'll start to look forward um, to Scotland and the other opponents, but, like, one thing at a time, and, you know, we got Wales out of the way at the weekend in our, in our warm-up, and, and got through our systems and lineouts and scrums and things like that that we just fire details that we have to get right so now is when we can start looking at the opposition but um you're right it's going to be oh it's going to be brilliant i'm actually so excited yeah. thinking about it now it's going to be such a good game a really fiery like kick off to the six nations like so, one occasion. <laughs> so um i'm so excited for it and on a bit of um a cheeky side. What about at Quinns? Is there a bit of banter coming between you, Jade, and Chloe and Leah? Have you all got the trying to rattle each other beforehand? <laughs> there hasn't been too much of it so far. Um, I might stir funny. it up tonight. Um, I feel like <laughs> I feel like we're all on the same page, like in terms of our prep. Um, you know, like coming in and out of camps, we all feel the same. So we'll see now if there's any um, anyone dropping the shoulder now tonight at training <laughs> 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 or into next week. We'll see. But no, I, I love um, the Scottish girls. Like They're so great to play with and um, playing against them is great as well. We actually had a, had a friendly against them in, in November as well. And like, yeah, it's really great to play against your teammates sometimes as long as they're not hitting you too hard. It's really great to play against them as well because you're trying to figure them out as an opposition as well as your teammates because you think you might know how they'll play and maybe they don't play like that when they're in a different jersey. So I actually love the, 
it falls from that. So we'll see now tonight and hopefully hopefully no one's trying to take each other out of the ball. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I think tonight's training session at Harlequins is with Jay Cronkle and Chloe Rolly and, and Leah Lies and yourself, uh, it's going to be very, very tasty. Bev says she's just going to stir it all up. So um, <laughs> all, all the best at training tonight. And we'll say, Anna, thank you so much for your thoughts. Um, really, really appreciate it. Great passion there. Um, I always feel like lacing up my boots myself. But um, really appreciate your time and all the very, very best in the Six Nations. Brilliant. Thanks a million. She comes across exactly how you would think she comes across rather like really the way that she plays full of passion uh heart on a sleeve load yeah they're just kind of that almost that youthful exuberance although she's saying admitting herself that she's got more more towards the twilight of her career but she's certainly playing no you wouldn't she's certainly playing very well yeah she is she's an absolute ball of energy and um the the one thing that sticks out for me about anna is just the way that she Whatever training session you're doing, whether that's gym, skills, whether we're in a meeting, she is constantly, you know, demanding more from her players. She's standing up saying what went wrong, what went right. She's happy to put her hand up and say that she messed up and how they're going to make it right. She just always wants more and she never wants to settle. And that's probably a great reflection of what you just said there, Johnny, where she's saying, you know, she's finishing up in a couple of years where it wouldn't look like that, but it's because of her attitude and all those other areas that makes it look like she's a player, you know, full of youth, full of energy and kind of just starting her journey. Yeah, and no, she's certainly been impressing, not only for Harlequins, but uh, for Ireland as well. But that's all from us this week. Do remember, Sophie, open invitation to, to come on the podcast and tell us your little rugby journey. Um, thanks to Anna, Kate Lus. Capeless, yeah. Capeless. Uh, to Sarah Hunter, of course, to producer Jez. Uh, and Chris to, at uh, B Rugby Magazine, who's been here today as well. We'll continue our countdown to the start of Six Nations and the WRP. And next week, with help from Scotland coach Philip Doyle, or known as Goose, as well as another special guest that we'll be lining up. So please subscribe, rate us. Don't bother unless it's five stars. Get on Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is the same at pod women's rugby that's at pod women's rugby and remember whatever you're doing to support the women's game wherever you are keep it up until next time